The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, everybody. It's Friday Breach, which means it's time for a mailbag. That's right. No Brinson. He's off doing Lord knows what, which is a typical Friday situation in the summertime. Uh, and that's okay. Me and Breach have gotten grown closer uh, as a result, which I think is a, a win for us. Uh, let me grab my would you rather here real quick since we're doing a mailbag. Hey, and you know what? After you ask this question, it might end up on an NFL team's Twitter account next Friday with yeah. Brinson getting credit, even though he's not even on the show today. Yeah, that's the thing. That's, that's why I want to do it here. So I, I'll, I'll thumb through those in a second. Um, we're still in the midst of a draft-a-thon breach, and I just got a tweet from my good buddy Greg, the 49ers fan, Uh-oh. who put me back on top. Uh, what? Diva, I don't know if you have the, what a great guy. the latest tallies in front of you, uh, but I appreciate Greg putting me in front of these two numb nuts and, and Brinson and breach, but you can, if you're watching on YouTube, go to the QR code there uh, on the upper right-hand corner, and that will take you to the page. Brinson's uh, breach is at $30. I'm at 31. Uh, just, let's just assume Brinson. Uh, Brinson's at 31. I'm tied. I don't know if it went through the last two. Cause Greg just uh, the last, the last bid. Cause Greg said he uh, put me back on top. So I, I'm excited to see how that plays out again. Samson's at $900. That's which is, Curious. That's because Brinson bid on him. Yeah, Brinson hit the wrong button. But anyway, go go. We'll talk to Brinson in the office. But uh, he'll. So that's the only way Brinson can talk to him. Go hit that up. It's for a great cause for St. Jude's. It's for the uh, the draft telethon which you've done. I think this is the fourth or fifth year now that we've done it. Uh, the fantasy football guys. This should be year five. I year just five. wanted to note. Um, not up there right now, but by the time a lot of people are, are listening to this or maybe watching after the fact, we're adding another pick six item, and that's going to include not another call for you guys, but the ability to kind of come hang out and be backstage for a show with us. And on a mailbag like this, pop on screen, ask a question to you guys, um, and, and kind of be part of the show. So a backstage VIP experience, they get to see truly how late Brinson actually shows up. 
and how uh-huh. on time Breach and Wilson typically are. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll chat, you know, backstage and then bring you on the show for an experience. So uh, check the link in the episode description. By the time you're listening to this, it will appear in that uh, eBay store. And listen, uh, ba- based on the on the um, Debo Sonata request on Twitter yesterday about asking mailback questions, based on the response to the number of people that don't like having Brinson on the podcast, we can have a situation where you come on with me, Breach, and Debo, and Brinson won't even be here. So you, you can have it. It's, it's your day. Is uh, You know what's funny? I literally got text over the weekend by a buddy. Uh, man, those numbers are probably going to show, but that's too bad. Anyway, he asked, what do I need to bid on on eBay to get on the podcast? Because my buddy wants to be on the podcast, and I told him that uh, I don't think we're doing that. But but this is as close as he can get, and so maybe he'll bid on this. Brett, Breach, what if I told you 10 years ago that in your future there's going to be a situation where people are bidding to be VIP backstage uh, to be on a show with you? Like, What would you think would have had to have happened? I would have said, wow, my Hollywood career took off after my three-second cameo in Fast Five. My God. Nope, just a podcast from your basement. <laughs> I'm the next Vin Diesel. I look like Vin Diesel, right? Yeah, if you squint and uh, to the point where you can't see you, you look exactly like Vin yeah, That's what I was thinking, too. All right, mailbag. Mailbag, oh boy. So to John... At underscore J J O N ask, would a super team? Oh, this is a good question. We talk about this periodically about these bad teams. Would a super team of best Falcons players and Texas players beat the Bills in uh, a one off game in a neutral stadium? The bad franchise team gets an off season together in advance. This is a detail. I love it. Also, the Bears. Bears are included in there. Falcons, Bears, and Texans. Sorry. If I you even read the questions anymore, Wilson? Do we have to bring Brinson back? My God. But I, I stared at that. Maybe to, to just reflexively, the Bears aren't, aren't a real team in my mind. I, I blew over them. My bad. So Falcons, Bears, and Texans. Like, Breach, of these three teams, which is the best team? Just let's start there. Uh, it's not the Bears. It is not the Bears. Uh, I don't want to say it's the te- – I don't want to overreact to everything I just saw with the Texans this in the month of August. They went undefeated, Ryan. They just won the preseason Lombardi trophy. So I'm not going to discount that. Not them. only that, what was the score in the game last night against the 49ers? They shut them out. They didn't let Trey do a thing uh, with when that 49ers first team offense was in there. Okay, so let's we'll, we'll go through the skill position we'll say players. Falcons, Texans tie. I think the Falcons might be slightly, slightly better. So the first question is, can they beat the Bills? Um, my initial reaction is no, but let's go through the rosters real quick. That will well. Your, let me just before we go through the rosters. We're not right? starting with kickers, so don't ask. You need a starting quarterback. I feel like to compete in this game, and your options well, are Justin Fields, Davis Mills, or Marcus Mariota, or Desmond Ritter if you want to throw a rookie in there. And there's the, no one there is beating the Bills. Well, you got to take a quarterback. You need a quarterback on your team. So who are you taking? I, they I'm, have an off season together too, as John notes. Davis just, Mills. Who I'm are taking, you taking? I'm Justin taking Fields? Yeah. Okay, Justin Fields. If Who's, Justin Fields isn't in a, in a straight-up doo-doo offense, he's probably not terrible. What do you Who's mean? coaching? Okay, so Arthur Smith was great. Arthur Smith. Well, let me finish. Great in Tennessee and great at, at FedEx. You're getting your stuff there on time. Uh, Matt Eberflus is a defensive guy. We have no idea if he's good or not. Lovey Smith. Yeah, it has to be. <laughs> I forgot about Lovey Smith. Well, you, make, you can let Lovey Smith be the head coach, Eberflus be the defensive coordinator, and Arthur Smith be the offense coordinator. There you go. We're Maybe combining the teams, right? That's good. You finally you finally contributing. Okay. okay, so you want five years. Who's your quarterback? Um, I guess Justin Fields. Okay, we'll take Justin Fields. So wide receiver. Well, we'll start with tight end. Kyle Pitts. Yep, that's a good tight end. Cole Komet for the Bears could be the backup. 
Okay. Uh, they don't have any tight ends uh, uh, that have yet to sort of blossom for the Texans. Okay, wide receivers. I mean, tight ends a spot where you're beating the Bills, so that's a good start. Absolutely. Yeah, so, Brandon Cooks. Ugh. Okay. Brandon Cooks. I mean, you have Drake London, who has yet to he's, – he's battling an injury, but he's probably the, the most physical and most imposing player, but with no clear – For this uh, hypothetical game, I'm going to make Calvin Ridley eligible. Uh, that's good because there's literally no one else. I don't know who else you're throwing out there out of these three teams at receiver. Oh, Byron Calvin Ridley. It's like, it's like, where's Calvin uh, Ridley again? Maybe yeah. Darnell Mooney. Could you throw Darnell Mooney? Yes, you can throw anyone because, again, this... this. Well, we're only taking three, though. Only three. Okay, so Drake London. Um, your guy, Debo. Not Amari Cooper. What's his name? Brandon Cooks. Brandon, you know what, Brandon? No. No, I think it's it's Ridley, Cooks, Ridley, and London. I always get Ridley and Cooper mixed up. Yeah, Ridley, I think that's right. That's the three. So that's... You got some questions there. Brandon Cooks is incredibly consistent. He just gets traded all the time, which is sort of weird. You, got, uh, you have a rookie receiver. That is where we're at right now. Ridley is good, um, betting with his own name aside. And the tight end situation is set. All right, let's go to running backs. So David Montgomery has been good but not great. Um, uh, Cordell Patterson, I mean, he's sort of a – you could use him as a kick returner too, I guess. And, and then uh, Damian Pierce has had a really good preseason, the rookie out of Florida for the Texans. And I, I don't look, you're not going to get Jonathan Taylor, so I'm fine with that, but I'm fine with that group. Is there anyone you'd rather have instead of those names? No, those are the three. It's got to be okay. those three. All right. And then, so offensive line, again, I don't watch a lot of offensive line, but we, we can sort of figure this thing out. Um, Laramie Tunsil. Laramie Tunsil, that's the name that I saw. That's, so That's the easiest one. That is the easiest one. And then things get sort of, <laughs> get sort of muddy. Jake Jake Matthews, he could play right tackle. Um Caleb McGarry's been up and but down. But then what about Riley Reap, who was the right tackle for the Bengals, but now plays for the Bears? He could play right tackle. Oh, he's yeah, but how did he play last year? He battled injuries, right? Yeah, and he was okay before he got injured, but then he got injured. Yeah, so I'll take Jake Matthews. Okay. Uh, Chris Lindstrom, right, so maybe. Yes, former first-round pick. Ugh. I feel like a guard, maybe Cody Whitehair. Bears. Maybe and Kenyon Green didn't. He played oh his, yeah, Kenyon Green. He played his first action yesterday because he had. Uh, I think he was concussion protocol. Either that or hamstring. Can't remember what. But anyway, he played last night. Lovey Smith seemed happy with him. So maybe him. This is an issue. No, no doubt about it. All right. So the offensive line is, is a question mark. Um, I think a bigger question mark than the quarterback position. Even though we're talking about Justin Fields in year two. Defense. All right. Let's start with edge rushers. Who is your? Uh, oh boy. Who's your? I edge mean. Rusher? You have Robert Quinn. Okay. That's not an edge, an edge rusher. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, come on. This is not great. Jerry Hughes is, uh, is a backup in, in Houston. I don't, I mean, you can't start him. Travis Gibson is, is you, gotta do, you gotta do. So, yeah, it's, it's Robert Quinn. But let's just look at the whole D because you have Grady Jarrett. He's going to be on this line. Great. Grady Jarrett's definitely starting. Yeah, um, let's get the, the guys that are definitely in there, in there. Okay, so Grady Jarrett's along the front. Robert Quinn's along the front. Malik Collins is along. He's also an interior defensive lineman. So that's three of four. Ay, ay, ay. Then Man. you're playing a three-four. That's what's happening. <laughs> that's what you got to do. Got to do right. what you got to do. If guys have to get out of position to make this team work, they got to be out of position. Roquan yeah. Smith is clearly playing. That's that's easy. Um. Who else? Christian Kirksey. Debo. Deion Jones. Oh, yeah. Deion Jones. Sorry. Missed him. 
All right, so that's six guys. <laughs> and I think you have to go with five defensive backs. We're playing yeah. the old three-three-five. By the way, Deion Jones is listed as a backup in Atlanta right now, according to the official depth chart behind Michael Walker. Um, because look, you have on defense or in secondary, you have uh, AJ. Oh, by, excuse me, um, Rashawn Evans as well, who'd signed from the Texans, the, uh, the Titans, the former first round pick, is also on the Falcons roster. So maybe stick him in there. Okay, AJ Terrell's in the in the secondary along with who else you got? I feel like Casey Hayward probably. Casey, Casey Hayward. Um, be in there. Oh. Now this is good news for for our cause. the The Bears actually drafted two guys early who were who had good uh, training camps. As far as I've been keeping up with, Jaquan Brister, Brisker, and, and Kyler Gordon. Jaquan's out of Debo University. Kyler Gordon's out of Washington. Those guys could contribute right away. Jalen Petrie has been really good, and Derek Stingley for the Texans. So the secondary looks great. I actually feel really good about the secondary. They even have Stephen Nelson on the roster, former Steeler, former Eagle. Um. So the secondary, I have very few. In fact, I might feel best about the secondary. Yeah, if EJ Terrell, you put him out on Stefan Diggs. Maybe you shut him down. And then you have Derek Stingley. You have uh, a couple safeties who can play. Kyler Gordon can play in the slot if you want him to. So the secondary, I feel great about. The defensive line, I, or edge rusher in particular, I feel terrible about. So that's our team. The question again, with the Texans, with, with this group, what are you going to name them? What animal do you want them to be? Well, they're Falcons, Bears, and Texans, so you combine them all. Uh, the Turtles. Yes, exactly. Could the Turtles beat the Bills on a one-off game on a neutral side? The bad franchise team gets... I don't team. think the Turtles could score. That's a problem. They'd have a, the, no. I don't love the offense. The offensive line isn't great. The, the tight ends are great. You can throw it up to Kyle Pitts and Cole Komet the whole game. Okay, legitimately, what's the, what's the spread in this game? Probably at least a touchdown. I was going to say six and a half. You take on okay. the... You taking the um, favorites probably, at six and a half? Probably, probably taking the Bills, not the Turtles. Okay, in a ten-game season in a neutral site, one game a week, every Sunday at one p.m. What's the Turtles' record? I, I think the Turtles go uh, only playing the Bills. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two and eight. That's what I was. I was going to come with two and eight. I all think right, the tur- Turtles steal a win. You were going to say two and eight, also? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, I think that's right. Six and a half might be too low. Debo at six and a half. Who are you taking? I like that line. I'm taking the Bills, though. Yeah. All right. How about eight and a half? If we all took the Bills, it's not a good line. Eight and a half. Um, I'm taking the Bills at eight and a half over a ten game season because they're going to win eight times, and I think they they win by a substantial. Eva, who are you taking at eight and a half? Where are the Turtles playing? What's the uh, common point between Chicago, Atlanta, and Houston? On the Galapagos Islands. Feels like Nashville. Um, Nashville. That's right. They're playing playing in Nashville. All right, that was a great question, Jajon. What'd you say, Debo? Still taking the Bills, minus eight and a half. All right, how about 12 and a half? Give me the Turtles. Yeah. Oh, I think we found our point spread. Yeah, but how often are NFL games double digits? Even uh, I mean, when, the, when it's the freaking Turtles. I mean, just, just think about what the Bills would be this year against the Falcons, Texans, or, or Bears, like what that point spread would be. It wouldn't be 12 like. and a half, would it? Like a week one? Uh, it might be. Uh, it would. I think it would be double digits. Okay. All right. Well, they're not. Luckily, they don't have to face the turtles. All right, Andy J. O'Neill. He's a UK listener. Breach. That means he's uh, across the pond, as they say. Good day, mate. That's a dumb and dumber joke. Uh, love that I may get a Brinson free answer. Yeah, thank you. As a kid whose first NFL Super Bowl was Super Bowl twenty, which one's that, Breach? Uh, Chicago Bears beat the Patriots handily, if I recall correctly. Why has that franchise, the Chicago Bears, who we just dumped all over, been so dysfunctional almost ever since? 
Why can they never find a quarterback? I love McMahon, but he wasn't exactly Marino. Thank you. Yeah, but McMahon was perfect to I, I think Marino probably would have struggled dealing with Mike Dickett, where I feel like McMahon didn't care. I don't know if you are you old enough to remember the commercials he did with the yeah. headband and the I think it was for the sunglasses, right? Revos. Um yep. yeah, I think that Andy sort of answered the his own question. Finding the quarterback is the is the most important part to any franchise being successful. Um prior to Tom Brady's arrival, they had drafted um Drew Bledsoe in the first round, and he was okay, just not great. And they just stumbled upon Tom Brady, and that changed everything. Drew Brees coming to New Orleans changed everything. Um, Andy Dalton come, coming to, not Cincinnati, Dallas changed everything. So let's see, who are the quarterbacks they've had since McMahon? I know I like to make fun of our buddy Sean Wagner-McGuff for them having um, Cordell for a hot minute, but they've had Jim Harbaugh. Let's see. That's kind of he. I think he was one of their first quarterbacks after uh, McMahon left. So McMahon's final season appears to be '88, at least in terms of when he led the team as a passer. The next year, '89 was Tom Zach. Then your guy Harbaugh for the next four seasons. Then Steve Walsh, Eric Kramer is in Eric there. Kramer, They've Dave, had some Dave Craig. Oh my God, Shane Dave Matthews. Craig. That's a good one. Shane Matthews, Cade McCown, who's a first round pick and who was Cade McNown. McNown, excuse me. Josh McCown. Right. Yeah, no Sorry. disrespect to the McCown family. Cade C- McNown struggled as a uh, former first-round pick. Jim Miller, Cordell. Man, that's so long ago that, Jim, that Cordell followed Jim Miller. So here's my theory as you're going down this list. Oh, my God. Chad Hutchinson? They, Craig Krenzel. Jonathan <laughs> Quinn. That's the crazy uh, 2004 season. Wait, Matt Barkley was a quarterback in 2016? I don't even remember that. Just think about that. Matt Barkley was starting games for them. Well, hey, let me ask you this then. I just like struggle for words. How can you over, what's that, 30 years? 88 to 16, not understand how to find a quarterback. They didn't even stumble upon a decent one. Like Jay Cutler, they traded for. He was good. Kyle Orton wasn't bad, but they traded him to the the Broncos. Other than that, Grossman took him to the Super Bowl, I guess. Here, yeah, and then Grossman taking him to the Super Bowl. Here's my theory is that they got to the Super Bowl and won their only Super Bowl on defense with a slightly above average quarterback, not a great quarterback. And it's the same ownership, and they won that way. So that just became their philosophy. And now it's not anymore because it's the modern NFL and you obviously need a quarterback, but they just stuck to their guns. Like we can win a Super Bowl with defense and average quarterback play because we've done it before. And they just stuck with that because they really haven't been blowing first round picks on quarterbacks. I mentioned Harbaugh. I remember that. And that was 87. You mentioned uh, Cade McNown. Cade McNown was nice. Well, I mean, eventually they said, hey, we're in the modern NFL. We need to start using picks on quarterbacks. But we're talking. And that was Ryan Pace world, too. And, and McNown was drafted in 99 and you had Grossman in 2003. And so the, the times they did end up drafting in the first round, they did it in like the worst quarterback drafts of all time. I mean, 99 was Tim Couch, Achilles Smith. I mean, that, that whole draft was almost a disaster. Where did Achilles Smith play? I don't want to talk about it. No, sorry. Why would you even bring that up? That's insulting. But he played this, in Cincinnati in case anybody doesn't know. This is know. a stroll down memory lane. This is crazy. God. And this is- so... Yeah, and then you had uh, McNown in 99. They didn't do anything. And then, you know what my other theory is, too? I feel like family-owned teams have just generally uh, struggled, for the most part, 
since free agency. So when you look at teams like the Cardinals, the Lions, the Bengals, the, the Browns, Steelers. and the Steelers are <clears throat> the anomaly <laughs> because they've had such good coaching, and, and I think that's played a huge part in their success. You know what? It's worth noting to your point, and this actually defends uh, your theory. So 88 was McMahon's last year, at least as the leading passer. Tom Zach played the next year in 89. They went 6-10. and 10. And then with Harbaugh, for those four years, they went 11-5 and five and 11-5 and five back-to-back years. Then had two losing seasons, switched quarterbacks, and they averaged about nine wins a game for a few years. Then they struggled for a four-year stretch with McCown, Shane Matthews, and Kramer. And then turned things – they won 13 games with Jim Miller in 2001. And that wasn't because of Jim Miller. That was because of their defense. So they sprinkled in 11, 13, 10, 12 win seasons amidst going any, anywhere from 7 to 9 to, to 3 and 13. So it's it's been up and down and hard to, to sort of put your finger on it. They also had defensive coaches. Lovey Smith for the longest time. I think Dick Geron's an offensive guy, but Dave Wonstadt wasn't. Jim Nagy was an offensive guy, but um, that didn't work out. Before him was John Fox, who, who was. And he had just come off a Super Bowl with the friggin' Broncos. They had some guy named Peyton Manning who was pretty good, apparently. All right, so I think that's a pretty good answer. Good job, Breach. Thanks, Wilson. Next up, at E. Blazel asks, how did you pitch the podcast as discussed? <laughs> uh, I'll just, before I read the E. Blazel thing, sometimes Jenny Dell, who is going to be the voice of the sidelines for the SEC this year, um, congrats to Jenny. Um, when she's anchoring HQ, she'll she'll go to a commercial by saying you can catch the six uh, the Pick Six podcast, which covers six topics in about thirty minutes every day, and it always makes me laugh. So E Blazel asks, "How do you pitch the podcast as discussing six topics for five minutes each with the tangential king Will Brinson as the host?" The initial premise was doomed from the start, and I think we we're all grateful. Love the show. Are we all grateful that a thirty-minute show drags on for an hour and a half because Brinson beats every topic? non-football related into the ground. Um, you know, what's funny is I feel like not every listener knows this, that the original premise of the pick six podcast was to cover six topics for about six to 10 minutes each, which theoretically means each podcast would be 30 to 60 minutes long. Brinson uh, does not do things by the book. He throws the book out the window. He sets the book on fire and he does whatever he wants. I, what did that last? Did that formula lasted for like two weeks, and then everything just went off the rails. And uh, had you heard that Debo, like when you were applying for jobs as a podcast producer, did, did they sell this to you as as a short show? No, not necessarily. But the way it kind of worked, like I was I was working with you guys, where basically that dummy would record it and and then send it to me overnight, and I would have to edit and post oh. it. Oh, I got the instructions. I'm like, oh, this is what it's supposed to be. And then just like it's 64 minutes of Game of Thrones recap talk. And I'm like, this isn't what was written in the job description. Oh, so, yeah, Debo's uh, the first few podcast breach. He tried to edit it down to 30 minutes. And then the, the, the fourth podcast is like, forget it. I'm just wasting hours. No one cares. And you will spend eight hours editing down a 65 minute podcast to what you think it's supposed to be. When uh, as now Devo just edits in real time and posts it. If you guys consume, you know, other podcasts across the CBS Sports Podcast catalog, you're aware there's a, a fantasy football today in five. There's a fantasy baseball today in five. There's now an early edge in five. You know, I, I think there's been some some murmurs around the bosses. You know, what if we tried to embrace a pick six and six? 
Uh -huh. And my uh, recommendation is stay as far away from Brinson as possible for that show as possible. Um, we're going to need to find a new host for pick six and six. I mean, imagine him showing up on time for that show. He'll be he'll be late six minutes at least. That maybe that's the and then it will run for six hundred minutes. <laughs> six minutes late, six hundred minutes long. That's your new uh, pick. You know what keeps the formula though is the pick six newsletter. CBSSports.com slash newsletter slash pick six. If you subscribe to, to that, job reach. we cover six topics every single weekday straight to your inbox. I don't go full Brinson and go off the rails, although sometimes I go on long tangents. Yeah, but you have a strategy and, and a format as uh, one that allows you to get it out consistently around noontime. Is that correct? Uh, basically. Yeah, but you're not getting out at 5 p.m. one day and then 8 a.m. the next day. I mean, this that's why this is why I recommended Breach is the perfect host for Pick Six and Six. What? Ooh, there you go. You have all your friends on Breach. So they can keep it short. It's just an extension of the greatest newsletter we have. Thanks, Devo. What a compliment. If you don't subscribe, go subscribe now. Yeah. And also, Breach will be doing the draft podcast newsletter, which I'm looking forward to as well. <laughs> all right. Oh, you didn't know that? Sorry. <laughs> Breaking news here. Uh, that's a good question, E. Blazel. Uh, thank you very much. Next up, at Stub67. Hi, Benson Free Pod. Looking forward to seeing you uh, on time without any no any number two breaks. <laughs> Fair enough. Sub six seven. All right, here's the question: Is this the year where injury and fate means Andy Dalton finally wins a playoff game? And how will Breach celebrate? Full back tat. So, last I checked, he's still a member of the Saints. Is he in danger of getting cut, Breach? Do you know? No, he is. I mean, Jameis was dealing with an injury all through training camp. So they had they, Andy Dalton was taking most of the first team reps for the past three weeks. Uh, I think and, that Jameis is starting the season. Is that right? Yes. No? Yeah, that's the plan. He is back in practice, and that is absolutely the plan. But apparently Dalton has looked good. And I'm actually glad that someone asked an Andy Dalton question uh, because you know what Andy Dalton said last week? He said that uh, this is one of the best teams he's ever been on. Now, that's disrespectful, isn't it? Look, we say what you want about Dalton, but he has been on some talented teams five straight playoff appearances. Wilson, we both know the 2015 Bengals were really good from a talent standpoint. If oh, they Andy had Dalton Tom Brady as their quarterback, they probably win the Super Bowl. Um, it, no, look, Andy Dalton broke his hand in week 15. I think it was trying yeah. to make a tackle after yeah. a turnover. And then they probably won that game in Pittsburgh. I can't believe that game was January, 2016. Now that game was five, six years ago that you were seven, crying alone. Seven, in, in, seven years ago in January. Yeah. Six and a half years. We're halfway between. But so, like, Dalton doesn't cross me as a guy who does hyperbole. So it's like... That's true. He seems I, like the most boring person in the world. No sense of humor. Whatever he says is what he's thinking. Exactly. So if this team, if he says this is one of the best teams, then I believe him. So, I would, you know, you're the one that keeps picking the Saints. And Dalton's, it's like he's listening to your predictions because he agrees with you. And, uh, you know, maybe I will. Dalton would have to start in the playoff game they win. I can't have Jameis... Starting I was going to ask you, can he win a playoff game by holding a clipboard, Andy Dalton? Yeah, it can't be that. I don't know. Oh. I have to see the Saints play two or three games. But you know what? My my CBS bio still says I am longing to see Andy Dalton win his first playoff game. So I, I will mm. tear up almost as much as I did when I saw the Bengals win their first playoff game in 30-something <laughs> years. Uh, full back tat celebratory? Yeah, maybe not a full back tat. I'll figure something out. I don't know what. Maybe it will just be. Uh, Does your wife have a tattoo? Yes. I thought Rachel had a tattoo. Okay. I think she has two. Maybe three. There you go. I should well, know. 
So you're not, you're not, um, <laughs> I lose track. You don't live in a tattoo free household. No, I do not. So it's on the board. All right. Yep. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and discuss exactly where John breaks with that Andy Dalton tattoo in just a moment though. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All righty, Breach. We've decided left butt cheek Andy Dalton on your Andy Dalton face on your, on, as your tattoo. So oh, that's, that's, can't wait. Come on, Andy Dalton playoff win. <laughs> the opposite of where I would want to put it. Uh, you want to put it on, on the front? <laughs> no, the, the front. right. Oh, the right butt cheek. I thought you meant the, 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 front, the front groinal section. All right. At Thunderball uh, 1596, not to be confused with Thunderball 1956, which is also a great follow on Twitter. If Will Brinson went missing hangover style in Vegas, how long would it take uh, me, Ryan Wilson, and you, John Breach, to find him? Where would he be, and what would be the first thing he says when you find him? Keep it up, you guys. Rock. Well, I think we've sort of hinted it in the past that we've had this situation sort of at the at the Miami South Beach Super Bowl. I, could it be any different? Any more different than that? That that felt pretty spot on, hangover wise. But you're in Vegas, and let's also say he doesn't have his phone. Let's add that part to it so that he can't get a hold of any of us. Uh, you you go to Vegas enough. You know what's up in Vegas, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I went to Vegas for the draft, and I literally walked back from the set to the hotel room every night because it was me and Pete. Like, this is how old we were. We took the train from the hotel to the to the set, like the little uh, above-ground rail. Was the there rail. anyone else on the monorail? Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of fans that love going. Well, to, I guess like, it was the draft. It would have been. They love going to the draft experience, which I, I get if you're a huge football fan. Um, but that was it. No one else. Um, so where, where, what hotel will we be staying at? Number one. Well, first we all have different tastes. So I think that, uh, <laughs> you know, Wilson, I think you're practical. So you would stay at the nicest hotel. That's not super expensive. Maybe something like uh, the Paris, the. Uh, Brinson Tower is that one? Yeah, yeah, that one. All right. Where's Brinson staying? Brinson would be at the Cosmo. And uh I would be at the Bellagio. Why the Bellagio? Because that's just what I would do. And so here's the thing. If Brinson got lost, say me and you are hanging out, we wouldn't find him because we would give up after 30 minutes. Correct. Definitely. The only reason we found him in South Beach is because he came to the bar where we were hanging out uh like right out of the blue yeah otherwise he was he across, just showed up he was across the bay or where he was on, on the other side of the, the town and we we had no idea where he was and he wasn't answering text and i feel like he would probably get eaten by the lion 
lion or tiger, whichever that animal was in the original hangover, that's how his evening would end. Well, you know, it's funny is that I remember, uh, so that was the day before, that was our day off. That was Saturday before that was Saturday. the Super Bowl. Yeah. And Brinson was going to like, you know, I'm going to go hit up one of these early afternoon Super Bowl parties. I think uh, a, a high a high class. Yeah. It wasn't, it it wasn't was, like a bunch of schlubs. Complimentary it was like, alcohol. And when there's complimentary alcohol involved, you just, you don't know what's <laughs> going to happen. And so, you know, we text Brinson once every couple hours to see what he was doing that night. No response. Zero. Like sometimes he'll text Wilson back, but not me or me back, but not Wilson. No one was getting responses for like, is Brinson dead? And then, nope, he magically shows up at this bar that we don't even know how we knew where we that where we were uh, about 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, I don't know if Debo had something to do with that because he was in contact with Debo throughout the day. And then I don't know if Debo clued him into where we were. But Debo uh, probably didn't want to deal with the paperwork of uh, Brinson dying on the, <laughs> at the Super Bowl. So he probably helped him out. I could see that. The good news is, I don't think is there Super Bowl coming up in Vegas anytime soon. Yeah, it's a, it's the next CBS Super Bowl. Oh, then the, there's no good news. <laughs> the good <laughs> the good news is that the, the Super Bowl is in Arizona this year, so we have a year to figure out what to do with Brinson to get the, the no, tracking I mean, device. I'm a, I'm a little worried there because, you know, Arizona I feel like is risky for someone like like Brinson. He's into the golf world. They got the waste management open the the same like week before the Super Bowl. Like that's a that's a bad combo for Brinson. So the twenty. 20- February 2016, the Super Bowl was in Arizona, and you probably heard the story, Debo, but that's the year that they sent me and Brinson to the Super Bowl, and they sent Breach to Vegas with Jenny Erdahl to do like the gambling angle. For a week. And as I like to joke, their their careers have followed similar paths since. <laughs> I'm oh, still sitting next to you now, Erdahl, hosting uh, Good Morning Football. I know. <laughs> um, although you said she was incredibly nice, which I can I can believe. Um, but I went to the Waste Management Open on Saturday with Eric Kay, our, our boss, but not Brinson. I don't know where he ended up going, um, which is an interesting point. I'm trying to think what we did that week in terms of, I don't remember where the, the media party was either. But um, I, I think the takeaway is that Brinson could go anywhere and, and find trouble. But if, um, so if it was a trip to Vegas, though, like us three, hangover style, have you ever seen Vegas Vacation? It would be it would end with Brinson totally broke and at the Kino Bar spending his last dollar. That's where we'd find him. That's the worst vacation, too. By the way, oh boy! All right, I'll I'll see if I can find real quick, and then we'll get out of here. Brinson. Oh, okay. This is a good one. I have to ask this one when our buddy shows up from Las Vegas. Um, I think I know the. Would you rather? Yeah. Always show up twenty minutes late for everything. We know Brinson's answer on that one. Or always show up ninety minutes early for everything. That may not even be difficult for you too. Wait, twenty minutes late. For everything, everything, or 90 minutes early for every single thing. It's like if you have a doctor's appointment at 8, you got to show up at 6.30, and it's middle winter, and the office isn't even open yet, so you have to stand outside for an hour? You can sit in your car. You have to stand outside. Hmm. Or 20 minutes late. But but here's the thing. You can't show up 20 minutes late. Well, Brinson can, but I don't think you would show up 20 minutes late for a flight. Because you show up for 20 minutes late, you're going to miss the flight. Yeah, you can't be 20 minutes late for everything. And I love being like exactly on time. Just 20 minutes late doesn't work. Should we skip this one? All right. But if Brenton was here, we could actually debate it. But I feel like you and I are on the same page. Oh, here's a good one. This sort of this is one of the Falcons will no doubt steal and give to, to Brenton because it's sort of <laughs> tangentially related. I can't believe I haven't seen this before. All right. Would you rather stick your hand into a sealed box of rattlesnakes, back to the snakes, or... Stick your hand into a box filled with unknown contents that are making a mechanical buzzing sound. 
So I think like a like a saw or something is probably the sound the sound they're going for. Like a wah. Uh, I'm doing the rattlesnakes. Oh, really? Well, here's here's my logic. I was going to say the box because that's like there's no way they would saw your hand off. Go or ahead. what if the saw is uh, you know, like the the disposal in the sink? Yeah, or like you know, a, that might be it. It could be. <laughs> and you, you put your hand in and you pull it out and there's only a stub left. Yeah, I'm not taking those chances. <laughs> Uh, here's the thing with the rattlesnakes. I stick my hand in. There's a chance they don't bite me, and I just pull it out, and I'm fine. Uh, then even if they do bite me, you know, we do we get the anti venom? We talk, I think we debated yeah. that last oh, time. Yeah, you can have that right off set. Okay, if I get the anti venom, then I'm doing wow. It. I'm not you, risking losing my hand. But you'll run across the field with landmines. Yes. I love <laughs> okay, got it. Debo, what are you doing? I'm with I'm with breach. Interesting. I'm See, Debo doesn't want to lose his hand. I might stick my. Can I stick in my Snoopy hand in that side? I'll do that into the <laughs> to the mechanical hand eater. Here's All right, Snoopy hand. That's what I'm calling it now. You're that right. is a wrap on the uh, the mailbag. Mailbag. Brinson will presumably be back at some point for another uh, six we're, topics in five minutes each podcast. We're, we're running out of mailbags. The season's about to start off. Oh, Season right, mailbags gosh. are coming to an end. This is going to be zero starts day. in days. Breach if you're in the yeah. college football and the NFL draft. So look I forward think to that. We're recording our next mail, our last one. Debo, is it next week or they're done? Right. Uh, we might throw them out there um, middle of the week during the season. Um, yeah, we don't. Have they, they won't be on on Fridays slash Mondays. During the year, we will have Brady Quinn on on Wednesdays um, on YouTube and, and Thursdays on the podcast. But we might toss out some mailbags on Tuesdays. All right, there you go. Mailbag. I will scour the Would You Rather's in anticipation. All right, guys. Good talk. Everybody have a great weekend. And we'll see y'all later. baseball season is in full swing which means you need to listen to fantasy baseball today part of the cbs sports podcast network join scott white chris towers and me frank stample every weekday as we recap every player from every game we'll talk waiver wire ads drops players to trade for prospects who could make an impact and everything in between make sure to download and follow on apple Podcasts, spotify the odyssey app and everywhere else podcasts are found